Live from the Winterfell Crips, a podcast that survives on Giant's Milk and Davos's stew, it's Sif the Thrones. Welcome to Sift the Thrones. It's a seven-week exploration of Game of Thrones' final season. I'm Aaron Dicer. I'm joined by my usual Sift Pop co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy. As well as one of the creators and writers of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson. Hello. And each week we'll chat about the latest episode, theories, predictions, and whatever else is on our minds from the Game of Thrones universe. If you enjoy what's going on here at this podcast, be sure to check out our normal podcasts uh, on pop culture. Andrew and I do a podcast called Sif Pop, and Chris is in the Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. You can find all those on whatever podcast player you choose to use. Boy, oh boy, two down and four to go, guys. Yeah. It is It is happening. The final season. I think it's happening. Is it happening yet? <laughs> is yeah. it? <laughs> It's full uh, on. Yeah. Um, let's let's get right into it. We will, of course, do some episode thoughts. We'll rate the episode. Uh, we'll do our game of awards where we award things like moment of the week, line of the week, character of the week. Uh, and then we will uh, check in on our game of predictions, see how that's going, how we feel about our throne team and our death team. And, of course, we'll take some questions from you at the end. Uh, but let's kick it off with some general thoughts. Andrew, I'm going to let you start this time. Uh, what is your What are your thoughts on Season 8, Episode 2, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms? Man, stuff needs to start happening. <laughs> Seriously, like, I thought, you know, the first episode was just exposition to get you back into the feel, you know, mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. Not a lot happened in this past episode either. It's like they're saving so much, and I just keep thinking... What did we say last week? Do we have time for this? Mm-hmm, yeah. Do we have time for this? <laughs> because it's just the wait until the Night's King and the White Walker show up at Winterfell. So it's just a whole day of walking around Winterfell, <laughs> seeing how everybody's doing. Uh, Chris, I'll let you chime in here in just a second. But I do want to say, I think I disagree with you, not maybe strongly, but I, I feel like this episode was very different. Than the first one, like the first one was setting the table. This episode feels very purposeful in how it's bringing people together and what they're talking about. And it feels deeper and more meaningful. Like the conversations seem more uh, valuable and interesting to me. And they're also serving a greater purpose than just, hey, remember these guys? You know, it's it's about resolutions and finalities and all sorts of it's all that groundwork they need to do before they kill off a bunch of people, basically, is what's happening with this. Yeah, that's what that's what the episode felt 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 like. It's like, hey, you remember all these people? We got to make you care about them one last time before we kill off a bunch of them. (laughs) Chris, what are some of your general thoughts on the episode? Uh, So the, the episode reminded me a lot of how Blackwater was. Uh, mm. leading up to the uh, battle in Blackwater, except for this time it was all uh, conversations uh, in crypts and uh, spaces and and uh, things of that nature, only this time didn't pay off with a battle. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with that, by the way. Uh, I think that's a perfectly, a perfectly fine thing. But again, uh, alluding to what uh, Andrew was saying there, we now have four episodes left, and I and while I am very happy that they had these conversations, uh, you know, now it really feels like a rush job. Mm-hmm. Um, it really feels like uh, 
like this third episode obviously is going to be a turning point episode and uh and there'll be very very few episodes left to resolve all the things they have all the balls they have up in the air right now uh so it it feels like sort of like how how lost did during its final season uh where they were like well there's here's an explanation for that and here's the thing we've been waiting for to get it you know we'll we'll go ahead and uh gloss that over real quick and then we'll get right to the end and i don't really understand the need I know that they said, "Hey, we're going to come out with two new, se- two more seasons, and it's going to be they're going to be limited. You know, they're not going to be full seasons and everything." But uh, I don't. In this case, I don't understand why they needed to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fascinating to me because I mean, it's quite possible when they looked at what they had to finish off in these final six episodes, they're like, "Well, really, we only have two things to do. We've got the battle at Winterfell, and we've got the battle at King's Landing." And, you know, and, and maybe they're maybe they're feeling like that gives us enough space to resolve the stories we want to resolve to start, you know, throwing the dart at the different things on the dartboard that we need to, you know, that, that fans are going to want um, some closure on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, it may indicate that there there aren't going to be that many twists and surprises uh, in this season, it, it it may just be the inevitable inevitable rolling of the boulder down the hill. You know, it's just kind of this 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 is where we're going now. I mean, you you can do a lot in four episodes. Uh, well, technically three. Certainly, the entire episode next episode is going to be the Battle of Winterfell, right? I it mean, is absolutely going to be an entire episode. Well, I don't know. I thought this past episode was going to be the Battle of Winterfell, so maybe it's just going to be. Uh... I don't know, Davos trading uh, giant milk secrets with <laughs> Tormund <laughs> Giants Bane for 50 minutes. Uh, Andrew, I, I think, would watch that. I'd I, watch yeah, that episode. Yeah, I would have no problem with that episode. Uh, you seem a little more perturbed, I think, than Chris and I at, at, the, at just kind of the, the pace of getting there. Are you impatient? Don't get me wrong. I loved specific parts of this past episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Them trying to make me care about these characters feels totally unnecessary because I've had eight years of emotions built up for these mm-hmm. people. You don't need to give me one more episode to remind me that I care about these people. Mm. It's like, it felt like it was wasting time. It felt like you could, if they don't have Clegane Bowl because they had this episode. <laughs> then now we get to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now we get to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Um, some other things from this episode uh, that I wanted to mention, and you guys obviously pop in with whatever you want to. Um, uh, should we should we start with the fact that uh, Arya has decided? Uh, that is, <laughs> oh. okay, I'm going to say two things here. A, I feel bad because she just looks really young. and it Does felt- she, though? I think she does. I think it, it's interesting what the show has done with her. I think I think nostalgically we remember her, her as, as like a little kid. Yeah, she was eleven when the show started, right? Yeah. And that makes what happened this week very awkward, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was awkward. Um, she's twenty two now. Yeah. You know, she is a woman. It's you know, so it's 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 kind of interesting. And I know for a fact they ask her, like, how do you want to play this? What is you know, basically she got to decide mm-hmm. what that scene was gonna be like for her. And what's fascinating to me about that is that kind of mirrors the character. It's one of the few times in Game of Thrones with all the sex that's been in Game of Thrones that, oh, you know, a woman has made a conscious sexual choice 
to be involved in something. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that the woman took control of what she wanted. Uh, that's not usually something Thrones has done. So I don't know. I found it interesting in, in that way. Um, but there was. I had that awkward thing, too, where I'm like, no, not little Arya. Yeah. No, I don't need this. Well, it was like I was watching. And I'm like, OK, well, they're going to cut away. They haven't cut away yet. Oh, they're not cutting away. <laughs> guys, guys, they're not cutting away. Uh, uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on uh, on Arya's uh, decision to uh, end her virginity? Yeah, I, 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 I loved that scene just because of what you were talking about. Um, because she took control and she basically seduced him throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, first asking about what kind of battles he's been in and... And all that he her her asking what battles he's been in mirrors how many women he slept with yeah exactly and uh, and I and I and I liked how she just went ahead and took charge on that and everything and I I don't think it was like that salacious of a scene nah. I mean it was like it was kind of like you know oh okay well yo all right so that happened um and, and you know I I I've dealt with this sort of thing watching movies over the years i've sure. seen i've seen child actresses uh that you were like oh but uh but they're they're the little girl from you know whatever some yeah whatever movie and then they're later the on when twins. they're like 27 <laughs> what's that they're the olsen twins from full house come on <laughs> yeah exactly so when you see when you see them like later on when they're in their 20s and they're and they happen to do a nude scene it's like, yeah, that's. I guess that's kind of weird, but at the same time, you know, life goes on. What right. what can we do? We're, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that they gave her the choice to uh, do it however she wanted to do it, and and it looks like she sort of split the difference yeah. on that. What yeah. what an what an audience member might be like crazy wanting uh, out of that scene, and mm-hmm. what she wanted. So. Yeah. Here's the thing: I didn't know how old uh, Macy Williams was. Mm. So I didn't know she was over 18. So yeah. I was like, uh, I guess she is over 18. Otherwise, <laughs> this is really illegal. But yeah, it, that was just the whole thing was like, I didn't know how old Macy Williams was. Well, there's there's a, there were a couple other moments uh, during that that uh, I found meaningful. One was uh, the fact that she showed her scars mm-hmm. to Gendry. You know, it wasn't just about the excitement of a sexual situation. It was also about the vulnerability of... I'm, you know, I may not be the woman you think I am, you know, I am scarred. And she had that through several points of the episode, right? You know, the throwing the daggers, like, you know, oh, oh, yeah. I'm kind of showing you a little bit more about who I am. And then that conversation and then the, uh, you know, and then take your own pants off. Yeah, that, that as well. Yeah. Take your own pants off. I'm not the red woman or whatever she said. You can take yeah. your own pants off. So, um, so yeah, I thought, you know, it was meaningful and I think it was important. It was, you know, again, one of many scenes in this episode of characters tying up some loose ends, you know, finding some resolution and some culmination and some things. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the the fact that everybody in this episode kept talking about how safe the Winterfell crypts are. <laughs> it happens five times. I think it happens five times oh. in this episode. Uh, they all, they can't just say, go down to the crypt. They also have to say, that's where it's safest almost every <laughs> yes. single time. And um, this was a ham handed part of yes. the episode. This is a really, ha- in fact, there are a couple of foreshadowing moments where I don't know if you want to consider it foreshadowing more than it's just, uh, I don't know, hubris. Um, 
but uh, you know, I, I know that we'll get to this later, but uh, whoever has Grey Worm in the death pool is winning. <laughs> yeah, is winning. No, yeah, they're Andrew, winning that. Andrew's got a lot of good good news in his uh, death pool this week. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, holy crap! You never make plans. You don't make plans. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the what's the name of the boat in the McBain movie in the Simpsons? I, I always forget it, but it's oh, he, what I forgot. There's a McBain uh, thing in the Simpsons where you know it's just so it, foresh- in the movie. No, no, no oh. I think it's in the the TV show where you know it's so foreshadowed that the character is going to die and the 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 boat he's you know he's talking about i'm gonna get a boat and i'm gonna gonna call it live forever or something like oh. that it's just that's that the whole gray worm scene is like that it's just like we're gonna go to the beaches and yeah uh, the live forever is yeah, what it's called live forever yeah exactly yeah. uh yeah i'm totally with you chris it, the, that in the crypts were the two things this episode i was like okay just just lay your cards out on the table game of thrones yeah yeah and and well, i'll tell you what else is ham-handed about this is that Jon snow has seen the night king raise hundreds of people from the dead right in front of his eyes and not once does anybody say when he when someone says crypt which is by definition uh a place with dead people in it uh, he doesn't once bat an eye. I guess he's so like uh, focused on this battle and this Daenerys news and all that that uh, you know maybe he's let it slip his mind. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird blind spot. It's definitely a weird blind spot to have to not to not think of that at all. Um, there is also the we have been informed. I think by Theon was told that the crypts also have a secret escape route out of Winterfell. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that will probably come into play as well. Yeah, um, I can't imagine some of these characters that are going to be down in the crypt are are all going to be White Walkers by the time it's over. There, well, there's going to be some escape. Well, Samwell's down there, right? Like, I yeah. feel like Samwell is... I thought that Sam said that he was going to be up, up with everybody else because he said, you need me. Mm. Whenever it yeah, was there him. is that conversation where he does say, "Well, and and that's going to lead to one of my favorite lines in the show." And I know we'll get to that, mm-hmm. but um, but he uh, but yeah, he's he's he he points out that you know, hey, I've I've killed one of these things, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you need me, yeah, yeah. I just I thought I remembered a shot of him and Gilly and their child in bed together in the crypts well, he, waiting while the the war was getting ready to happen maybe maybe i'm misremembering no, it there was that scene whenever um podrick is doing his pippin song from mm-hmm. yep, return that's of the exactly King. what that is yeah so um he's probably just gonna say whenever the horn blows he's probably gonna okay i gotta go and then he heads back up okay yeah that could be yeah. that could be as well um let's also talk a little bit about uh um the kid that wanted to Oh, that was cute. Well, what's amazing is, and it was very intentional, I'm sure of it, is how much that kid looks like Shireen. Yeah. Um, and even with the scarred face mm-hmm. and all of that. And, of course, you've got her talking to Davos, who is very close to that situation. Yeah. And Gilly, who also was close to Shireen. So it's, you know, again, intentionally bringing us to some interesting resolutions and, and kind of thoughts with these characters. Well, right before that, uh, Davos was talking to the guy who was like, I've never fought before, you know, I really don't know what to do. And then here comes this little girl who's like, I'm ready to fight, you know, it just shows the range of people that are inside Winterfell. Yeah. 
Well, it's good. Well, to, and it's both good. her and Liana uh, Mormont are. I mean, again, pointing out the show's uh, direction towards women mm-hmm. uh, uh, fighting and everything. Uh, you know, that's that's where I believe we're headed. As far as I mean, if it if it ends up, you know, who wins the throne and all that. I, that's why I think it will be a female by the time it's over. I actually have the reverse feeling, Chris. I think yeah. they are servicing so much of this in this season so that it won't feel as much like a sting when John takes the iron throne or somebody else has, I'm just, I'm beginning to think that we're getting like enough strong female buildup that they, they won't feel as bad, you know, because honestly, I I don't know what George R. R. Martin said, but he may have told them who's supposed to be on the throne at the end. And if that was always the prince who was promised, if that was always John, it makes a lot of sense for them to build up these other female characters in some really cool ways uh, so that, you know, it doesn't feel as, you know, typical at the end when the guy takes the throne or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, No, no, it it makes total sense. I think it could go either way. Uh, And that brings me to my other theory that has been growing in my spirit since uh, episode one is the Mad Queen Danny theory. Um, I think the heel turn is coming with Danny. Uh, oh, yeah. And by the way, I think it's happening next episode. Yeah, I think it might. You think she's going to ride off with the dragons? Well, I think she You're, might turn on John. Well, yeah, I think what what is going to happen... Think about this for a second, because she talks to Sansa in that great scene. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and she tells, she tells her, you know, who's manipulating who I, I, uh, I abandoned my, uh, my, uh, journey to go to the iron throne to go help him fight some white walkers. And, uh, and so, so I'm the one who's being manipulated and so on and so forth. And then Sansa says something about, you know, the, the, uh, what about the North? And we, we, we told, uh, we, uh, we agreed never to bow to anyone again, uh, so on, so forth. Uh, John tells her about, uh, his lineage and everything. And I think now more than ever, she has the, uh, she has the license in her mind to abandon them during this battle and go to King's Landing and go ahead and try to knock off Cersei, especially after all the other stuff that they've been talking about with, uh, she realizing that she was a liar and that she's not sending an army and that she's always been about herself and, you know, shaming Tyrion for not knowing and all that. I think that she's going to abandon them. And I think that she's going to go to King's landing next and try to Mm. seize the iron throne now and then wait for the white Walkers. You know, the problem is she has given a dragon to John. Like she doesn't have two dragons anymore. We don't know that. Just, I mean, just because the dragon let him ride him doesn't... It was more than that, though. John even says something like, it was like he knew where I wanted to go. Like, they have... They've bonded in a way. And I mean, and a lot of that comes from... This is from, an avatar, you know. No, but it is But it is based on books where that is in the canon. Like, the canon is that only... Once a, a dragon has a rider, they are bonded for life. Uh, and only Targaryens can ride the dragons. And so... I think it'll at least be an interesting wrinkle. Here's yeah. what I think. I think John, this is just a theory. John will kill the Night King in this next episode. Mm. And then as soon as he kills the Night King, Daenerys is going to try and kill John. Like have Drogon 
like you know, breathe fire on him and mm. then he won't burn. Oh yeah, because he's Targaryen. Yeah. That's interesting. Um hmm. it's like she's testing is he really a Targaryen? We're about to find out. Well yeah. boom. That that's very possible. Yeah, that's very possible. Um I'm just more and more sure that her pure Targaryen blood is is going to burn in the same way the mad king's blood did you know that that's that kind of the whole thing is about the song of fire ice and fire right like the idea that there's balance between that aggressive fire vengeance kill and the uh, starks who are cold measured uh loyal to a fault so what john represents is this balance of Okay, you're not just going to walk into treacherous situations unknown like a Stark would, you know, mm-hmm. because he trusts everybody. And you're also not going to go crazy and kill everybody that opposes you. Like you've got that balance of fire and ice. And it just, it all seems to be pointing to John for me, you know, right now. But man, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with this battle. Uh, any other thoughts from the episode? Any other things you noticed or things you wanted to talk about? Well, I we're will, getting oh, to ahead. my favorite scene in the entire thing, but it's, I'll just talk about it whenever we get to favorite scenes. The favorite moments, best yeah. moments. Okay. What about what were you saying, Chris? Uh, just adding to the idea that, and, and you know, like I said, complete, could be completely wrong, but I like uh, speculating in these ways. Yeah, of course. Um, but um, the, the idea that uh, Daenerys might uh, abandon them and everything, um, you know, that... When they when when they show uh, Grey Worm and they show Missandei, uh and she comes over to those kids and talks to them and they just kind of run away because it looks like they've never seen a black person before. Uh-huh. Uh You know they, they they don't have any real tie to Winterfell whatsoever. And uh, you know if if Danny were to say, hey, you know we're gonna we're gonna take your army and let's let's uh, move to King's Landing, they will do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, well, so I don't know. It 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 may be it may be far fetched. I do like the other theories that you guys have uh, passed along there because yeah, there is going to be a point where I think Danny is going to try to burn John, and and they, she's going to find out that he really is a Targaryen, and whether or not that means she accepts it or or just you know go has has completely flipped the switch you know that's remains to be seen there is the other thing though in the conversation with gray worm and Masandi, where gray worm says something about not having ties to danny like he mentioned i forget what the quote is but it was like um you know i think it was when they were talking about retiring to the beach or whatever and he's like i'm not you know yeah i you know we were bought we're serving because we were bought necessarily because we worship this queen yeah. Well, yeah, I think you are alluding to just the retirement part that mm-hmm. he's talking about because uh, when they, when she first acquired them, she said, "If you ever want to leave, you're free to go." Yeah. Um. So, uh, so he still has that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, very, very well, possibly could be, uh, that type of thing. It would be interesting too if if my theory is in some way correct that she ends up only taking one dragon and just a few fighters and mm-hmm. seeing if the dragon can just go ahead and take, take everybody down. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Can, can, can we ask the question, the simple question of why, when you're in a battle planning room with all the, the people that are planning the battle, no one, no one even mentions the dragons. Like, is that not part of their battle plan at all? Like, I, 
I, or did we just miss that part of the battle planning? Maybe it's just a, a foregone conclusion. The dragons are just going to fly around burning. Yeah. Didn't didn't they didn't they bring this up? I don't know if they brought it up in the war room, but didn't they say something like they didn't even know if they were be effective against them? No, no they, they he said, didn't know if the Night King could be burned by dragon fire because no one's ever tried it before. Yeah, it was just oh. specifically the Night King. Uh, so the, I think they're. I think part there's two parts of this. I think part of this is they don't know how effective they'll be against them. And then the other part is the show is sort of playing it close to the vest, uh, what they're going to do in this battle. Yeah. Uh, because we're seeing, we saw a little, we saw some hints of things that they're doing uh, uh, when they're, when you see all the preparations and everything, but you don't know exactly how all of it's going to work yet. And I think they just still want to surprise you. So the, the discussion that they have there isn't going to, isn't going to like uh, reveal all their cards. How are we feeling about the decision to have Theon be the one uh, protecting Bran? Is this does this seem like a decision they would have made? <laughs> That's a uh, hey, you're gonna die sacrificing yourself for Bran. Are so, we are we on board with the Theon Redemption tour? I just I'm not feeling it. No. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I mean, it was um, almost like like uh, Sansa was in love with him. Like I I and it yeah it was threw she? me yeah it threw me off. Yeah. Um. I, I, I didn't quite understand all that either. It it felt kind of forced, like, we need to have him on board so she's okay with it, mm -hmm. and let's just make her okay with it. I guess it's also possible that she's uh, sort of understood what he's gone through, especially with the Ramsey Bolton stuff. Sure. Uh, but I just, you know, he that guy betrayed her family, and she was uh, almost ready to execute Jamie over basically the same thing mm -hmm. and now theon shows up and i guess oh well i guess he's paid for his crimes i don't know that that didn't that rang false yeah it did ring a little false to me i just thought of something last season in the episode beyond the wall where you know they're all stuck on that little rock around the frozen mm -hmm. lake um when the dragons do show up in that episode and they start burning the white walkers um right before the night king kills one of Daenerys's dragons. Um, he's like s surrounded by dragon fire and he just starts walking forward and all the flames go out like around him. So I don't remember that. I, I very distinctly remember okay. that scene. So if that's technically dragon fire and he just walked through it, is that supposed to be a um, like a little hint that maybe dragon fire doesn't work on him? I don't know. I'd have to go. I'd have to go back and watch it because I honestly don't remember. I don't remember feeling like, oh man, the dragon fire isn't even touching him. I just don't remember that feeling. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know without going back and watching the episode. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, did you guys notice in one of the scenes where John and maybe some others were, uh, over, you know, were viewing out over the field that uh, Ghost, his dire wolf, was hanging out behind oh, yeah, him in the background. And, just like, yeah, hey, the, don't forget about him. I know. I was like, oh, I guess he's just been with John this whole time and just not showing his face. So, yeah. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. That, the first time I did not notice it. And then I read on uh, people were going crazy about it on Twitter. So when I watched the episode the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. He's, he's just kind of hanging out very casually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, we ready to give an episode rating mm-hmm. for episode two? Uh, Chris, why don't you start us off? What do you rate episode two? I'm going to go A minus. I think this is one of those episodes where uh, while we didn't get a lot of advancement and plot and everything, I think these conversations will endure. And if you go back and watch the entire series again, uh, the lack of something happening won't be that big of a deal. I know that when we watch, uh, I know that when I go back and watch series and especially something like this where there's six episodes, our anticipation and our, our wanting things to happen, uh, you know, is so strong that we, we tend to downgrade an episode because of it. And then when you watch a whole series later, you realize, oh, this is just another good episode of Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's, so that's what I'll end up on with it. Andrew, what about you? I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay. There are moments in this episode that we haven't even talked about that were I, I think we're all saving mm-hmm. um, that we're just so emotional. I will say this. This episode is like pure emotion. That's all this episode is. And uh, even though I've complained a lot, I do appreciate some elements of it. Uh, those moments that you're talking about that we will get into and once we get into Game of Awards here uh, are the reasons I'm going with an A. Um, yeah. I really liked this episode. Uh I, I just I found it deep and meaningful and I just the calm before the storm I was just kind of enjoying it you know I was just kind of like and, and just and also the way almost each and every character was so aware of the storm you know it was one of those things where it was just everybody knew they don't know what's going to happen but they know they're in trouble you know what I mean and so yeah. there's this real interesting thing going on that I think led to some some beautiful stuff um so with that in mind, let's move on to the Game of Awards. We will start with Moment of the Week, and I think I will start by nominating the Knighting of Brienne. Yeah, it's, ob- <laughs> it's obvious. It's mm-hmm. the most powerful mm-hmm. emotional thing in the episode. Maybe one of the most powerful and emotional things of the entire series. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I The way they chose to play out that scene was genius. Yeah. Just the, the idea of... Her being knighted, being, you know, floated as a joke. And then all of a sudden, Jamie taking the lead and being like, this ain't a joke. I can do this. And to watch her performance. Yeah. To go from, that's ah, not something I want anyway, to, okay, this may be the most meaningful thing that's ever happened to me in my life, mm-hmm. uh, was just breathtaking. Yeah. Um, that cheeky smile at the end. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Like it, it starts off like I don't know if I want to go too far with this, but then she, then she just lets herself get involved into, you know, uh, let the moment wash over her. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was powerful. Um, yeah. What other uh, nominees do we want to put up against it, Andrew? Do you have uh, anything you want to throw out there? I mean, everything's going to be secondary to that for me. Sure. But uh, how about John talking to Danny about his? lineage yeah right yeah. at the end mm-hmm. um mirroring sam talking to him about it at the end of episode one yeah um and her reaction says so much and is another reason you know i feel like that heel turn is coming uh you know just to immediately be like no uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so your brother and your best friend said it so it must be true yeah exactly yeah um uh 
uh, I I will I will nominate and and again yeah the the Brienne thing there's nothing that's going to beat it yeah I mean that's that's the name of the ti- the episode yeah. Yeah. is is that that scene essentially uh, but uh, but I will go with uh, and this will go a long way to uh, backing up the Daenerys turns heel thing uh, her conversation with Sansa is going to is a is a huge moment in there that uh, tells you exactly where her mindset is. Yeah. Well, she's probably thinking like I came up to the north, I'm sacrificing my army and now they're telling me it's not going to be my throne and that they're not going to kneel to me. You yeah. know what though? This is this is a tragic flaw in her character in that she can't accept one realm not recognizing her as queen, uh, whereas she would probably rule over the rest of Westeros, uh, but they, she can't deal with one little region mm-hmm. de- that has decided to be independent of that, and that is the the flaw in her character and her thinking, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's going to bite her. I, I had that scene listed as well. And the only other scene I, I would have thought to even nominate uh, would have been uh, Tormund's uh, story. Um, About milk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just he, I mean. <laughs> I love that guy it so was, much. That was like Tormund at his best. Uh, it does make me wonder if he's he dying in the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, you know, just uh, the, such a great send off for him. Um, you know, he's just he's just so great. Uh, is the big woman here? Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's and it's so sad too. It's pretty obvious the way they've set everything up that he has no chance with her whatsoever. Right. It's 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 all about her and Jamie at this point. Mm-hmm. And and he's kind of that, you know. And I I think if he's if you know, somehow some way this sort of develops in any way. Who knows? I mean, a lot of these characters could be dead by the end of this next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what we've what we've uh, understood from the wildling culture and everything is that uh, he'd be okay with that as long as she's happy mm-hmm. and everything. So I don't think he. I mean, we, he. I think it's kind of setting up for this big, huge fall, but I think he'll be fine with it. And he'll pro- if if it does develop further, he'll probably find somebody else that he likes. I think Brienne's going to die in the next episode. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, it I does kind of seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. I, I again, this episode is full of send offs. It's full of those moments that you get to have with the characters to dream about the good things before they move on. I'm trying to remember if there was ever another episode like this. Like, was there an episode before the Battle of the Bastards or anything? Well, Chris was talking about the Battle of Blackwater. Oh, I guess yeah, I remember the. Blackwater, but that was in the same episode. Right, sure. So I'm just wondering if there was ever an episode dedicated to a battle beforehand. Mm, I don't remember. I don't think so. I think this is the only time this has happened for a full hour. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Blackwater one is uh, particularly notable. I'm not even sure that it's happened to this extent in any other episodes, even like Hard Home. Uh, and, uh, those episodes I don't think had long, like we're waiting for this battle to happen type, type things. So it's the, the closest it comes to is Blackwater. And like you said, the battle happens in the episode. So, 
Yeah. So it sounds like we're all in agreement. The Knighting of Brienne is the moment of the week uh, for episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the line of the week. Chris, why don't you start off with a nomination? Okay. Uh, so after Samwell uh, says that uh, he um, has killed a White Walker and that you that they should keep him around, uh, the and I don't know the other Night Watchman guy or the um, Watchman that uh, came back. Uh, that's a part of their group, that mm-hmm. three-man group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Give me two seconds while you're talking. I'll I look think it it's up. something like Ed or something like that. It could be. Yeah. Um, he says. He says. Uh, oh, and then there's a there's a crack about uh, because he says he's screwed, mm-hmm. and Samwell says, you know, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't quite classify you as screwed, you know, mm-hmm. because you know you're a virgin or whatever. <laughs> So, uh, so that guy goes, uh, Samuel Tarley, uh, a slayer of white walkers, uh, lover of ladies, if there, as if we needed any other sign that the world was coming. It's <laughs> a great line. You guys are right. Yeah. It is Ed. It's just Ed. All right. Edison nice. Tollett. Okay. That's a good pull. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been studying. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll nominate, um, Brand throwing the things we do for love back at Jamie at the trial yeah. at the beginning of the episode. I thought that was that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and their scene together, which we haven't talked about uh, at all, was you know Jamie coming to the realization that's not Brand anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what is the last thing Brand says? Like, uh, what makes you think there will be an after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's ominous. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Andrew in the name of the father and the name of whenever just Jamie just mm-hmm. knighting her that whole quote is just so powerful yeah that was great um here are a few other well Chris do you have any more that you wanted to throw out yeah the uh when they when the hound and uh Barrick are on the uh the little <laughs> yeah and uh and he's and the hound says if you're gonna start preaching to me then the lord of light is going to wonder why he resurrected you 19 times <laughs> when i throw you over this wall it's so good yeah uh very nice um i liked it when jamie said i promised to fight for the living i intend to keep that promise i thought that was powerful uh the um when Arya said uh i know death he's got many faces i look forward to seeing this one mm-hmm. oh that was pretty cool <laughs> while I'll she's get throwing right awesome knives throwing like <laughs> yeah. throwing knives like all in the precise pattern it was they were as close as knives could get to each other it yeah. was like they were the two on the outside were pointed in at the one in the middle yeah. like yeah. how do you even do that like how do you, wouldn't you have to move to make it happen like that that's amazing yeah um, a man would that's right a man would uh let's see uh also when uh, daenerys said he's the second man i can say that about taller who's someone the taller. first someone taller yeah. uh yes it wouldn't be an episode of game of thrones without a john is short joke yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh so yeah, that's that's what I had. Um oh oh and when Tyrion said um you always knew exactly what she was. Oh yeah. And you loved her oh, anyway. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one too. Um so what do we wanna where do we wanna land? What do you think? Andrew? Uh, what's your vote? I wanna hear some uh I wanna hear your guys' thoughts before because I'm honestly just okay. anywhere. Uh Chris, do you wanna throw out a vote? Uh yeah, I mean I I think even though I mean I know last uh, last week we sort of went away from 
uh, we've sort of diverged with moment and line, mm-hmm. but there's no more chill-inducing line than what Andrew brought up, the one where she's being knighted, and and uh, when they call her Sir Brienne, you know, Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, yeah. and so on and so forth, all of that is, I mean, that's there's nothing more chill-inducing than that. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good choice. We can have it be, you know, same moment, uh, same line. Um, I'm, I'm willing to go that way. What do you think, Andrew? Anything else? <laughs> well, here's the problem. It's going to be, my nominations are going to be same moment, same line, and same character. So, <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. It was kind of one of those episodes, you know? I mean, that was just the dominant thing in the episode that's always gonna, uh, going to stand out. Um, I think the, uh, let's see if I can find the exact line here. Um, you know what we could just go with? Arise, Brienne of Tarth, the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, that's good. All right. So there you go. There's the line for this episode. Um, and I think that's appropriate. All right, let's talk about character of the week. So you're going with Brienne? Yeah. I think that's fair. I think there are, are other good nominees. What do you think, Chris? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think I think Brienne definitely had a moment. I don't know if she's the character of the show. Yeah. The, um, I, I, would, I would probably... This is one that I have to think about some more. You can go ahead. Okay. Why don't you go ahead? I, you could almost go Tormund as much as you could go Brienne. His scene was, you know, it was a pretty cool thing. Uh, and yeah. he got a lot of, you know, traction from that. Um, I almost want to go Jamie. I though. was just about to say, this is actually, no more I think about it, it's Jamie's episode. Yeah. Because he is getting his trial in the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Then he's talking, he's like making peace with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and he talks and Bran, to, and, Bran. Mm-hmm. and then he goes down and he talks to Brienne about like I would be honored if you would have me on the field mm-hmm. and then he knights her. I think actually this is Jamie's episode. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the um you know, it's it's almost the fulfillment of the redemption they've been doing with this character which again is mind-blowing that we've redeemed this character. Um yeah. but but, but this is the episode. It's kind of crazy that uh, I, I I throw the answer to you, and then you throw the answer that I came up with back. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and say this could also be Daenerys' episode. Mm. Um, because how many, like, it, it? just think about how this episode starts. She's kind of, she kind of thinks she knows where everything's going. She's got everything under control, she thinks. Um, and, and there are a couple of moments and I, and the show is sort of teasing us as it goes along where John just kind of leaves a room and leaves her in there wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of those when, and you know, the, the episode's obviously teasing, like, you know, oh, is this the moment that he tells her? Is this the moment he tells her? But she's just kind of left in the dark. She goes to talk to Sansa and, and Sansa drops a bomb on her. Uh, and then John really drops a huge bomb on her. Uh, her character has gone through some damage in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, let's land. Uh, I think my vote's Jamie. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, that was the one that I was going to come up with if you didn't. So yeah. I think he's good. All right. Character of the week is Jamie Lannister. Yeah, they definitely did go full the gap band on Daenerys' episode, so. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris got that joke. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to the game of predictions. We'll check in on our predictions, how we're feeling about <sighs> our Thrones team and our death team. Uh, before we do that, we'll check in on the question, which was, will John tell Danny about his lineage this week? Man, I'm bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 100% yes. Uh, he did indeed tell her. There is no getting around that. Chris and I both said yes. Andrew said no. Uh, nobody died on our teams. Uh, this week, nobody died. Nobody died in this episode at all. No, I think you're I think right. Besides the, the was it the Tully boy in the first episode? Nobody's died. Yeah, uh, Umber, the Umber, Umber boy. boy. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So current uh, points are: I've got two. Chris has one. Andrew with zero. Um, but Andrew's <laughs> about to. About to oh. get some points, I think. Andrew's going to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have Theon, uh, Grey Worm, and who's my other? The mountain. Death? The mountain. You're going to have to wait on the mountain, I'm but I think I think two of those may die. Yeah, yeah. two of those two of those are going to die next episode. I'm pretty sure of it. That'll yeah. be that'll be good points for you um, f- for that to happen. Uh, I am I I have no chance of anybody dying next episode. All my pieces are off the board for next episode. Oh, you have all. Uh, I have King's I have Yara Landing. Greyjoy who's out at the you know the islands. I've got Euron and Cersei who are hanging out uh, uh, doing the nasty at King's Landing. So yeah, I got I got nothing on my death team. Uh, Chris, you may get some points. Jamie could go. You know he could. So I think could, there's a really good. Chance. Actually, all three of yours are there at Winterfell. So. You know, Varys, who we didn't see at all this episode, really, maybe in the background a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's in the background of one scene, I think. Uh, and then Jorah, who had some closure moments as well. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the scene where Sam is giving Jorah mm-hmm. his family sword. Right. Which yeah. And he said, uh, what, what what did uh, Jorah say? Um, I will wield it with honor or uh, mm-hmm. in the name of man or something like right, that. Right, because he lost his sword, which was then given to John. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's it's interesting that Valerian. What are there? There's Arya's dagger, which was Littlefinger's dagger. Yeah, uh, that's Valerian steel. And then you've got Wolfsbane. The, you've got the two swords that were made from Ned's sword that are now with Brienne and Jaime. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the one that that Sam just gave Jorah, mm-hmm. and then you've got Jon's. Yeah. So. You know, if there's one thing about this show that I have no capacity of remembering is when swords changed hands between the original owners and who that has them now. You just rattled through all those and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds right. It makes well, they you took, they took when they killed Ned, they took his giant sword and melted down that. the Valerian steel and made two other swords. They gave one to Joffrey. The, yeah. Like season three yeah. episode one premiere, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. I I that's I can't do that. I can't well, tell you episodes, but initially the uh his sword was given to the executioner guy who never talked. Mm. And then from there, they cut up Ned's sword mm-hmm. and made it for Jamie and Joffrey. Right. And then Joffrey's ended up with Brienne somehow. Did Jamie give it to Brienne? I think so. I can't remember how she got the other half of that one. But then, yeah, the family swords were the Mormont sword, uh, which was uh, taken away from Jorah when he was banished or whatever. Ended up being given to John, and then the Tully sword. Well, it wasn't taken from Jorah. It was always his father's sword up at uh, okay. the the wall. Okay, maybe I misunderstood that. Yeah, but yeah, because Sam was talking about how Jorah's father, who was the original Night's Watch commander, um, died, mm. and then he was given 
the sword to John after that. Yeah. Because he became the new Night Watch commander. All that to say, Chris, I think Jorah may be a good pick for you. You may have some mm-hmm. you may have some go down this episode, uh, this next episode, because he also had that closure scene with Liana Mormont. Where she actually called him cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he got closure there. Um, so yeah, I think Jorah could very well go down. Um, I think it's possible Jamie will. I don't think he will, but it's possible. What, uh, does that, you guys had a theory about Daenerys taking her army with her. Does that mean that Jorah's going to leave with her or would Jorah stay? Jorah is so Daenerys, like, I don't know that Jorah would, I, I don't know. I don't know how the Jorah thing plays out with Daenerys or if she leaves. Going going farther into this this theory that I love that I'm compl- probably completely wrong about, uh, the fact that uh, Tyrion says one of you may be wearing this instead of me, uh, and Jorah is one of those people behind him, mm-hmm. uh, it goes a long way to backing that up. But uh, yeah. Um, well, I think that's possible. Yeah, well, that's another closure moment Jorah got. Oh, he when, went, he, when he talked to Danny about, you know, you should you keep should Tyr- keep Tyrion. Yeah, that's man. He had an interesting episode too. I I think he may be gone. I think he may go this next episode. <sighs> I really don't want Davos to go. He's my favorite character in the whole show. Yeah, it might happen. Um, Everybody there. Nobody on my death team's going anywhere though. So yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me. I'll be over here losing. Thanks, yeah, Grey Worm. I, there's still, I guess, a chance though that Euron could be like, you know, show up or <laughs> they just, somehow. They just cut to the mountain, just hacking him in half, and then they <laughs> yeah. cut back to Winterfell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we got to see what's going on with them real quick, yeah. and then we'll get back to the battle. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your optimism. All it's very I know nice of you. Is that I'm super glad that. Grey Worm had his Tiwataneho moment where yeah. he just made plans about going to the beach. Oh, yeah. I have never been more certain of anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, the way he was lit, even, it's like, good God, man. He's so dead. He's so dead. <laughs> could, they, could they be playing with us? Could they be tricking us? Could have they, they be... ever done that before? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think they have. Uh, I don't think they've done that. I don't know. I don't think so either. But that would. But good on him. If, good on them if they are. Grey Worm is the only survivor of Winterfell. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome too. <laughs> uh, we can talk about our Thrones teams uh, real quick because we can always swap people out. So if you want to swap anybody out uh, on your Thrones team, uh, now is the time to do so. Uh, we can also talk stock up, stock down. Um, but for- let, let me ask you a question. Here. Sure about this particular thing yeah like if i were to decide to change it i couldn't change it to something you guys have correct it would have to be somebody who's available that's the one that's the one blocking thing like if i wanted to change mine to john which i'm not ready to do but if i wanted to change it to john you already have correct there and i don't think there are very many out of uh, you know once you get past the nine that we've picked uh that have much of a chance of doing it so uh, we're. I think we're stuck with our choices unless there's some out of nowhere pick that we haven't considered yet. And well, we'll, I have Jake and Hagar on my team. I mean, that's like <laughs> the most no way it's gonna happen. Yeah, no, you're right. But here's the thing: um, we could at some point lose one of our Thrones team. Like they could die. If somebody on our mm. Thrones team does die, we will be able to refill that spot with somebody but you're right there's not really anybody of interest that that you would want i mean chris why don't you try and nobody, trade for somebody nobody has <laughs> <laughs> that's true make a trade uh nobody has aria right 
you know, there's. I don't see it happening though. I know I don't either, but I'm but I'm just saying there are there are some names out there that you could kind of, you know, if they went crazy, kind of see things yeah. happening. Um, I think we'd see Liana before we saw Arya on the throne. Yeah, well, that Chris has has her. So. I know. Um, That's a great pick. Uh, let's. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about your other throne thrones pick? Stock up, stock down on anybody? I'm feeling real stock up on John right now. Um, but honestly, I was feeling pretty up on it, but now I'm kind of feeling stock down on the Night King because mm. we haven't even seen him yet this season. Yeah, yeah. That's ins- or have we? I'm just kidding. I'm just are, kidding. You, are we going with the whole Jake and oh, Hagar? I want to is... talk. I want to talk about something. Speaking of that, I want to talk about something. Just throw this out to you guys, maybe to be looking for. I I am I am now going to be aware, just because I just had this thought of scenes where there are a lot of people that Arya isn't in, because if she is playing dual characters right now, that is the giveaway, right? Like if there is, you know, if she's wearing somebody's face. She can't be in the same scene with that person. Yeah. So uh, I just I just had this interesting thought that, you know, we will look back at scenes if this is revealed that, you know, she has been playing dual roles uh, and go, oh, they were never in a scene together. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to miss that. So I may go back and kind of keep that in mind. But, yeah. hmm. you know, how how many other than the first episode, though, was she was she with it? I mean, it was pretty much just Gendry in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and I and I don't well, remember. She was with the Hound and uh, oh, Beric Dondarrion. Right. Was she in the uh, Jamie's trial scene? No. So, do you, are you thinking she might be Sansa? I don't. No, 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 no. I th- no, I don't. Because she Sansa's hasn't been dead. with Sansa yet. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Sansa's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's the my kind of thing is why isn't she in that big trial scene anywhere? And because almost everybody is. What about the war room scene? That's another one where a lot of people are are in there. She in that one? She's in that. Okay. She is. She. I think she is. I think I remember her being in there. Mm. Uh, I have to go back, but I, I after watching it the second time, I think I remember her being at the front of the table. Or was so she? You might have just seen the bat, her back, or something. Was she bumping u- uglies at that moment? Oh, you think that's when uh, she was having? No, because it's after they do that war room scene that everybody starts going and drinking wine. Oh, and... okay. Anyhow, yeah, you're right. You're right. I just thought I'd pass that along as something to kind of. But keep that's an eye a on. great. I, I I I have a feeling that's got to come up, right? You would think so. Point. You would think so. I think you know the other theory is uh, that I've talked about is the idea that she would wear Jamie's face when she kills Cersei. Um, oh, that is so good. So that's and I think that's that's very possible, but. They had oh, yeah. how many seasons with her in that country learning those ways for them never to use that again? Well, they, she used it with waste. the phrase, and that was that was so amazing. Yeah, that that whole fray vengeance thing for the red Where wedding. She fed his yeah. sons to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm so metal. I'm feeling stock up on Jon Snow, stock down on Daenerys, um, and man, I stock down on Tyrion. What is up with Tyrion? What I mean, yeah. what's going? Uh, what where's his character arc going now? Like, what's going to happen with him? Because he's yeah. these first two episodes have been nothing but fails. Well, and and consider him potentially not not this next episode, but uh, one of the next final three episodes. Uh, him being a real big target because the uh, the idea of Braun using that crossbow. 
Mm-hmm. To, I know that Cersei said, you know, go and kill both of, go kill Jamie and Tyrion, but the only real uh, poetic justice would be killing Tyrion with that thing. Not Is that Jamie. the same crossbow that he killed Tywin with? Yeah, yeah, that, yes. yeah, that was the idea, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, his character almost has no use anymore, um, as, and... You know, I, which is sad because what I mean, what does he? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised with anything on Tyrion. Actually, his character is so like in the weeds right now that I have no idea what they end up doing. I mean, you know, they could. I mean, they could go crazy and make him the Iron Throne guy. They could, <laughs> they could kill him. They could uh, make him the hand of the whoever the next king is. Yeah, it's really fascinating. There's a lot of different things. Um. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Sure. Will Bran warg one of the dragons in this fight? Hmm. Ooh. Like, what if Daenerys starts to ride off on Drogon, and then he wargs Drogon and flies her back? <laughs> uh, yeah. I almost, yeah. I almost want to say no, because I mean, they both have riders now. So if he does, maybe he wargs the Night King's dragon. Maybe he wargs the ice dragon. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. So. Because the original Three-Eyed Raven said that he would fly. Mm-hmm. So if there's yeah. an opportune moment for Bran to show his warg powers, it's now. Yeah. By the way, it, I'm, I think this has been discussed before because everybody in the world wants to know who can ride a dragon in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, was was there ever a uh, sort of um, reasoning for having three dragons? Is there a third secret Targaryen out there? The theory that we don't know. The about? theory is that it might be Tyrion. The theory is that Tyrion might be a Targaryen, right? So because uh, and it would be. I mean, how would that have happened? Would uh, would the Mad King have had to have uh, relations with uh, Tywin's uh, wife? Tywin's wife. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't studied that theory. I've just heard it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why. But um, but I do know that is a common theory was last season that the three dragons were for John, Daenerys, and Tyrion. Well, Twitter would would cease to exist if Tyrion got on a dragon. <laughs> yeah, it would be over. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, any other thoughts on the throne? You know, we also don't have Bran. Like, Bran hasn't been chosen for a throne team, but none of us think he that's was, very... He was on mine, but I got rid of him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> for that's Jake right. and Hagar, because I, cause I don't see Bran as a leader, you know? He's just a, a prophet, sort of. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, I have, uh, I'll say stock down on Cersei, um, uh, especially if any of the stuff that I think might happen in the next episode mm-hmm. happens. Uh, stock down on Sansa because of uh, what she said to Daenerys. Uh, if that's the case that no one's going to bow to anybody, then she might not even want the throne right. at that point. Yeah, and, I think um, Sansa's more of about the North. She mm-hmm. doesn't care yeah. about the Seven Kingdoms as much as the North. Very much so. And then stock up on Lyanna. So, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I had to, if I had to wager my guess right now, it's that John sits on the Iron Throne, uh, and rules King's Landing, but breaks the wheel 
in a way that allows different kings and queens to actually have their own sovereignty in the different lands. That's my guess right now. So you've got Yara Greyjoy at the Iron Islands. You've got Sansa at Winterfell. You know, you've got so that's that's my current. This is what if you you know make me. This is what I predict. What is the other continent besides uh, the Seven Kingdoms? Oh, I don't know. I'm bad with the geography. Yeah. I know the swords yeah. now, but I don't know the geography. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something that they've probably said in passing a few times, but it's not like they've hammered it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just wondered, do you think Daenerys would just go back? Uh, no, Daenerys. If, if John's on the throne, I think Daenerys is dead. Mm. But but I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, question for this week. This is a weird one. If we want to switch it up, we can. I know I'm all the, always the one making these questions, so if you have a better one, uh, like the War of the Dragon, if we want to do that one instead, we can. Um, but do you remember the um, the drawbridge that collapses and has pointy ends on both sides yeah. that they were testing out? Yep. My question is, do we see that used in the Battle of Winterfell? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I made reference, I believe, uh, in our pre-episode that you know there's this i get this idea that at some point they're gonna have to have these guys just fall down into some sort of pit like get a mass amount of Mm -hmm. uh, dead dudes to fall down into a you know just a basically a a saw-like trap of uh dragon glass waiting at the bottom Mm. uh for them and everything so yeah that was no accident they they made it look like it was almost like a like a mistake or flaw or something. Mm -hmm. They made it look like that, but I was like, that could be incredibly useful. Uh, You know, if you got them running across a thing that they think is going to get them to their next thing uh, and make them fall down into something that kills them, then that's perfect. Hmm. Maybe it's too easy of a question then. Although I am inclined to say no. Like uh, part of me thinks maybe it was just there just to kind of be its own preparation thing. Like to, be a uh, I just seems like there's gonna be so much going on I don't know that we'll see that part but well Chris accidentally voted with me so he's not getting any points this coming <laughs> week so you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and willing to uh to give up my lead and I'm gonna say no so that it beca- so it's a little more interesting I'm gonna say we don't see the death bridge uh be used <laughs> death bridge <laughs> in episode uh, that three. would be so I mean look it if you're if you're right and you get the and you get the point, good for you. You've earned <laughs> it. We will have all lost if that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the questions for the week. Uh. First one comes to us from Benjamin, who says, "Question for Sif the Thrones." Hey, that's us. We Hi. should answer that question. Yeah. Uh. Bran made it very clear when John and Danny arrived in Winterfell that they didn't have time for formalities. Why do you guys think he found it necessary? to tell John about his lineage before the Night King arrived. Wouldn't that just cause more internal conflict? Uh, there you go. What do you guys think? Well, as a three-eyed okay. raven, he knows the future, so everything he does has a reason. So it has to be something along the lines of if he didn't tell Danny, Danny wouldn't do this, just some butterfly effect thing that she, she had to know. Yeah, and I think that's what he's asking. Like, he's saying if Bran knows so much, yeah. why is he kind of contradicting himself here? What do you think, Chris? This is exactly what you guys are talking about. Uh, that I feel like, and this also, by the way, backs up my possibility of her leaving during this battle. 
if if he doesn't tell her that, then she doesn't let let's just just for the devil's advocate here say that she decides to leave the battle. Well, then that's going to start a chain reaction of a lot of things that Bran probably thinks needs to happen. And um, and even if it's not what I'm saying, it's going to be some other thing that it's, you know, it's it, it requires her to break off uh, from this group at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think there's there is a reason, um, you know, I... It may also be not just for Danny, but also for John, like that he needs the boost of that kind of boldness. I got that it comes, off my shoulder. I'm yeah. not carrying the secret. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like, there. well, there's a boldness to knowing, oh, I'm kind of the chosen one, you know, mm. um, that maybe, maybe he needed to know before the battle. That'd Do you think he guess. feels like the chosen one? Not totally yet. Yeah. But that's always been his MO. His MO. But yeah. Isn't that kind of like, uh, you know, uh, someone who's grown up overweight all their life and then they, uh, you know, they go to the gym and suddenly they look super attractive and everything. Chris Pratt. There's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's this idea that they still have the, the, that, those harsh feelings when they were mm-hmm. overweight and they don't know how attractive they are. Uh, that's what's going sort of through him right now. He's always been told. Uh, he's just a bastard, but I, and, mm, I do feel like with his conversation with Johnny, his, or with Johnny, with Danny, his, his tone had changed though. I, there, there was something different about the way he talked to her that was just like, it was just very bold. It was, you yeah. know, like he had found some strength, you know, to just be like, I, this is who I am. And you know, I'm, but I'm it the king. take him the whole episode to get, yes, that. no, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to the next question. This is from John. As soon as Bran mentioned that the Night King was going for him, why didn't they just ship that young man down to King's Landing or even further south since heat seems to affect whites in the same way fire does? Uh, drawing that attention away from Winterfell can't hurt. What do we think about this? Chris, why don't you start? I mean, he's family, right? Even though he doesn't consider himself that, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to make sure he's still here at home. Uh, you can't just ship off family and just call And They don't even want him to be this. They don't even want him to be the bait outside Winterfell. Right. Um, but he's sort of insistent on it. Uh, but I, I think it's more because all the family's back. They've already been gone from him for so long. Uh, I don't even know. This is one of those questions where you wonder if the writers themselves even thought of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it may not have any, they, it, there might not be any really particular reason why they're not shipping them off to King's Landing and everything. It's just, uh, well, we want to do this. So, um, yeah, I think it's just because he's family and they've been apart for so long. Why, why do, why separate the family again? I think it's a, a valid question. The idea that okay, here's a piece of information that Bran is giving you that we take for truth, which is that the Night King is actually after him. It's not like he's after Winterfell or the Seven Kingdoms or he wants the Three-Eyed Raven. Once you have that piece of information, it seems like there are a lot of different plans you could come up with that are more than bait by the the God's Tree or whatever it's called, you know, the Godswood. So I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? Here's my thing. Winter is here. Mm -hmm. And wherever the Night King goes, the cold goes with him. 
So if they sent him down to King's Landing or somewhere south, the Night King would just bring the cold with him as he marched south. Not only that, but he would amass a bigger army as he marched further south. Mm -hmm. So sending Bran south would actually just be worse for humanity in the long run because he would just wipe through Winterfell, get all those people, then he would go just south-south, amassing more and more Mm -hmm. people. So by the time they get to King's Landing, he is truly unstoppable. So probably Bran's thinking, we got to stop him up here before it gets any worse. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And why aren't we seeing anybody who's like, uh, he just wants Bran? Let's give him Bran. <laughs> like, is there, I know it wouldn't be like any of Bran's family members, but don't you think there'd be somebody on the you know, the lower end just being like, can we just like ship Bran to the Night King and be done with this? I think they, yeah. <laughs> I think they also said that he hates humanity. <laughs> well, there that, is that. And that uh, the Three-Eyed Raven is the the keeper of the history, right. of the storyteller. So but, I think that but, he would but, just kill the Three-Eyed Raven and then just wipe out humanity. Do do we uh do we think that Bran knows everything or just like Doctor Strange knows all sorts of different possibilities? Mm, that's a good question. Uh yeah, I don't know the answer. I mean, I can tell you what I think. Uh, I think the latter more than the former. Um I think omniscience is a characteristic that just um ruins everything <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. like it's hard to tell any good story where there's omniscience involved it's just it, it's hard there's a there's a point uh i believe where someone asks him what he thinks is going to happen and he doesn't know uh he says i don't know but he could also be just you know protecting somebody sure. mm-hmm. um but uh but uh, when he when he says what makes you think they're going to be an afterwards he doesn't say that with the uh, clarity of someone who knows there's not going to be an afterwards. He just, I think it's more along the lines of if certain things don't fall the way that, you know, that, you know, this 1% mm-hmm. chance that we have, uh, you know, then, then yes, there won't be an afterwards. In fact, he might see so many, he, he might be like Dr. Strange where he sees 17,000, uh, different possibilities and only one of them is the one that mm-hmm. gets them the the win yeah i did i did feel like it was strange when he looked at jamie and said hey. we're in the end game now so that was yeah that was a little weird and that's kind mm-hmm. of uh that's another thing aaron and i went and saw a movie yesterday so that's <laughs> kind of i almost forgot about today because i was totally just thinking about that just all day mm. and all night yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> a movie we will not speak of yep. right now right Right. Um, so, yeah, I I think, I don't know. I think the plan that they have is as good as any. You know, I, there's not another one I can think up that would be better if you know that information. Um, you know, bait is a good way to go. But I, I don't, I, maybe they just didn't tell us, but you would think there'd be more of a plan than just, you know, have Theon protect him. But maybe we'll see that, see that next week. Uh, final question for this week. Uh, there is a theory that the night is from Blake. There is a theory that the Night King is riding to attack Cersei in Episode Three and get the million people in the city to add to his army before he takes on the two dragons with his one. His army will attack Winterfell without him. Uh, support for this is the vision that Daenerys had of the Iron Throne being covered in snow. Uh, what do we think of that theory? I think that the Iron Throne being covered in snow is 
Jon Snow. Oh. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Um, I like that. Or it could be even, Ash. Even though I don't want it to be because you have him on your team and not <laughs> on my... But I think that that's more than likely what that that vision was, is that Snow is Jon well, Snow. Well, and, and honestly, even if it is actual Snow from the Night King, yeah. um, it's not like that has to happen now. That could happen, you know, whatever happens at Winterfell can happen, and the Night King could still progress down to King's Landing and have another, yeah. you know, final battle there. The thing is... He, the Night King isn't technically human. He was at one point, mm-hmm. but um, we don't know what motivates him yeah. or what if he like is like, nope, I'm going to just plow through humanity and if he even has strategy or well, not. Well, according to Bran, we know that what motivates him is getting rid of the Three-Eyed Raven at least. Yeah. So that that's like number one on his checklist at least. Number two on his checklist list is getting back that baby that Gilly and Sam stole from him. Man, he wants that baby. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think that. I mean, first off, uh, all the all the I know that you don't watch the stuff air in the upcoming. Oh episode, yeah, yeah, totally. But almost everything in that upcoming episode says this is a Winterfell battle. There's no. There's no way that they, they're showing all this preparation and then it's like, no, nope, we're piecing out. We're going to go across. We're going to go around Winterfell and, you know, go down, go down further south. Uh, I, at this point, does the Night King really care about numbers? I don't even know if he cares about numbers at this he's point. He's got a dragon. Yeah, he's got a dragon, but he's also got uh, an army that is, uh, you know, practically undefeatable in their form now. Uh, so I don't know what, uh, you know, getting an extra group, an extra horde is going to do. Um, and then, and then what, I mean, what, I mean, is there any reason to go back to Winterfell at that point? I mean, except to just complete everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Although it would be the, the best troll job ever by the show. (laughs) To have them, because the very end of this episode is them looking at Winterfell and go, well, that's where we're going next. But then it'd be funny at the very beginning (laughs) of this one. They just, right? (laughs) Yeah. They look like the guys in Braveheart that, like, uh, betray uh, William Wallace and then just kind of run off on their horses and just like, all right. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you guys are, I mean, listen, if this theory is true, maybe it just starts with the Night King going and killing uh, Cersei. And uh, and then also killing Euron, and then maybe just riding over to the Iron Islands and killing Yara. And you uh, just want those points. <laughs> how about how about this for a theory? Cersei's already dead. The White Walkers have already gone to King's Landing. They've already killed them all. Because after all, Tormund and all those other guys sure did get to Winterfell faster than they did, didn't they? That's and they right. had to go around. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And yeah, the yeah. Uh, they said that we had horses, so we went around them. We saw some mm-hmm. dead horses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. They've got an army. Uh, well, thank you for those questions, guys. Uh, we do appreciate it. If you have a question for us, uh, send it to feedback at sifpop.com. By the way, a reminder: we're giving away this uh, beautiful Daenerys bus that we have, uh, ninety-nine dollar value. Uh, we're going to do a drawing from anyone who sends in a question that we use on the show. So we will throw your names in that drawing for the end of the season. Uh, we do prefer audio questions. Those go to the top of the list. Um, and you have to email that audio clip or your written question to feedback at sifpop.com. 
Com. Well, we survived another week, gentlemen. We cast, All we right. sifted some thrones and and made a cast happen and potted it. <laughs> Thanks for sifting the thrones with us today. Sift the Thrones is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. Hey. Thanks to Larange for the theme music. And thanks to our SIFPOP members at Patreon for making this possible. You can see all the perks at patreon.com slash SIFPOP. Thanks to Andrew for joining me again today. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you can listen to us on the SIFPOP podcast or check out more fun pop culture stuff at the website, SIFPOP.com. Uh, thanks again to Chris Atkinson. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> who you can check out on the Sincast or on the YouTubes with Cinema Sins in the associated channels. Uh, if you have any friends who love Game of Thrones, make sure you let them know about the podcast and that listening is easier than keeping Liana Mormont from the front lines. Uh, see you next time for episode three. Oh.